Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. Before we jump in today's episode, I'd like to announce the next boot camp. It's going to start January 6, 2020, and we're putting it together right now. It should be our biggest boot camp so far. In 2019, we had six boot camps and about 100 people went through it. And I have to tell you, it's been an amazing experience. In fact, this year has been incredible. Those people who went through the boot camp came from all over the world with all different levels of understanding the law of attraction and Joshua's teachings. Some had never even heard the term law of attraction and had just recently found Joshua, and some had been studying for years. But the thing that they all got is this new perspective about who they are, how this reality works, and how to engage the law of attraction to create the lives of their dreams. And so many amazing things have happened. People are starting podcasts, writing books, writing blogs, getting promotions at work, getting better relationships with their loved ones and children and spouses and parents and all that sort of thing. But the most amazing thing is the boot camp itself helps everyone discover their soul's purpose. You know, you came here intending to discover who you truly are and to find out what you're here to do. And when you go along on a journey of self-discovery, discovering who you truly are, all your attributes and talents emerge, things you didn't even know about yourself. You are a unique person, and every experience in your life is unique as well. And all of the experiences of your life had led you up to discovering law of attraction, maybe finding Abraham Hicks, maybe getting into yoga or something else, and then eventually finding Joshua. And now that you're here, it's time to take the next step in your evolution, your spiritual journey. You do that by engaging a process, an active process, where you work through all your limiting beliefs and all your pre-held conceptions about what physical reality was and about yourself, and you shed the illusion of unworthiness and imperfection and being flawed and all that stuff. You intended to expand in joy, yet sometimes you expand in joy through experiences and sometimes you expand in suffering. That suffering simply comes from a limited perspective brought forth by limiting beliefs. If you can adjust those limiting beliefs, reduce the intensity of them, then you offer less resistance. In that state of less resistance, you are more in alignment. And in alignment, you receive inspiration to take you on your spiritual journey to discover who you truly are. You end the resistance, and so all these amazing things start to happen. You've been led by uh, inspiration, by guidance, to find the law of attraction, to find Joshua, to listen to this podcast, and now is time for you to go to the next level. The new bootcamp starts January 6th. If you would like to learn more about it, it is very intense. The only way you can learn more about it is to send me an email, uh, joshuateachings at gmail.com, and then if you're interested in what you hear on that email, we can schedule a conversation to make sure you're at the right place and this is for you. It's a fun conversation. I've done about 100 of them so far and everyone is different. So don't be scared. Don't let your fear stop you from doing what you're inspired to do. Reach out to me at joshuateachings at gmail.com and I'll tell you all about it. So enjoy the show and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. There's more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. We are thrilled to be here. Yay, awesome. There's something of an energy in this house where you are and in this community where you are. And we can feel it in the animals that are in the house. And we can see that it's new and it's unique 
and that it's powerful and it's the right place to be and the right time to be. And everything was created out of love and expression of who you truly are. And so we see wonderful things going on in this house. What do you have in store for us today? Wow. Um, well, I will say I requested this call yesterday because I didn't want to be alive. And I haven't felt like that in a really long time. But it was pretty strong. And the reason, one of the reasons why I think I feel like that is because of one of the guys I interacted with earlier in the summer. I, I know that that guy doesn't love himself. Um, but that guy, him and I had quite a few very long conversations and he shared things with me. I don't know, maybe he shares them with everybody, but um, and then he, and I told him that he would do what he, he's done in the past, which he shares all this information with me and then he disappears and I don't hear anything from him. Why do you think he disappears? If he uh, loved you and thought it was, you were wonderful and loved being around you, why would he disappear? I... I don't like to think not good things of people, but I think that this guy is a bullshit artist. Well, what is it about him that makes you call him a bullshit artist? Because he says all these things like, oh, Kim, I've, I've never felt this way about anybody in the past, and I don't know how to react to it. Um, it makes me fearful. He even said it makes him fearful. When he feels fear, what does he do? Flees. What is the fleeing? He told me that he's actually been working with someone like that was re recommended through, you know, the, the Navy SEALs. When anyone feels fear, what do they do? They don't do anything. They receive urges to change the conditions mm -hmm. because they can't change the fear inside. So they change the conditions that cause the fear. They Got perceive you. that new conditions will mean the end to the fear. They perceive that it's the conditions that are responsible for the way they feel. And so in order to feel differently, they have to have different conditions but then they take themselves out of the conditions and because they're feeling the same way, they'll pop right into the same conditions with someone else or, or the same feelings no matter where they are. Sure, This sure. is what anyone does when they feel fear. They want to change the conditions. When you're saying that you don't want to live anymore, it's your attempt to change the conditions. Sure. And if you change the conditions, will you feel different? The conditions can't make you feel anything. You perceive the conditions are either good or bad. And you say, if the conditions I perceive are good, then you feel good because now you're taking the same perspective as your inner self. If you say the conditions are bad, you feel bad because your inner self will never take that perspective, will never choose that perception of reality. Your okay. inner self is saying everything is good. Everything is working out wonderfully. And you either agree with your inner self and feel good or disagree and feel bad. Now, you have enough information to realize that how you feel has to do with your limiting beliefs. You might say, if this guy stuck around, that would be proof that I am worthy. Since he is leaving... That means something about me. And we say it means nothing about you. It has to do with his personal fears and limiting beliefs. Okay. You feel negative emotion. You have a manifestation event. Mm -hmm. This points out your limiting belief. One, that others can make you feel good or not. And two, that your worthiness is derived based on other people's opinions of you. Both of which are highly limiting. Both of which were limiting beliefs you adopted early on that have grown and grown and grown and grown and are very strong. Yet you have to know that how you feel is based on that limiting belief and that limiting belief can be processed and proved that it's false. 
The limiting belief is always false. But without the limiting belief, you could never feel negative emotion. It would be impossible. You could never say that his leaving is wrong or that his leaving means anything about you. So the proof that you have a limiting belief is your emotion around his leaving. You perceive it as a bad thing when in fact it is a very, very good thing because you are you would not want to be forever vibrationally met to someone who cannot see their own worthiness and who needs to drive that worthiness through outside conditions. Sorry. You attracted someone who makes you feel worthy when they're telling you things and when they're intimate. And then you say, I feel good with this person because I'm using them as my excuse to feel worthy. And when they leave or when something happens, then you use it as proof that you're not worthy. And so you are subjecting yourself to how you feel based on the outside conditions instead of realizing that it's all based on a set of learning beliefs. So you could say, oh, he left. He has fear. He has negative emotion. And the only way for him to solve his problem of fear is to leave or change the conditions. It has nothing to do with me. In fact, it's a very good thing because I am a vibrational match to someone who feels worthy. And when I am feeling worthy myself, then I will be attracted or I will attract that which is complementary towards the vibration that I'm offering. And you can go through your entire life with this clarity, understanding what's happening with other people having nothing to do with you and what's happening with your own feelings of either worthiness or unworthiness. <laughs> do you see her? <laughs> she um, so what's, what's interesting about this, Joshua, is I re- <laughs> no one is going to ever love me more than this dog. <laughs> She's so obsessed with me. It's so funny. But um, so I understand all of that. And at the same time, I'm really trying to understand that this is not the first time that the universe has sent me the example of this guy. And I would really love to not run into this guy again, ever, ever, ever. This type of guy ever again. It's the same guy that I've run into my whole life. Even it's the, since- the same manifestation events that you're attracting yep. so that you can see this from many different angles. And until you process these learning beliefs, you will attract more and more and more of this because what attracts you to these people in the first place is if this person likes, loves, or respects me, that is proof that I'm worthiness, that I'm worthy. Okay. So you're attempting to gain this feeling of worthiness in other people. And so the true person that would come to you to compliment you looks nothing like you think it would look like. Because the true person is not your type. It's completely opposite. Because the true person is not there to make you feel worthy. So you wouldn't have the same level of physical attributes. That person would have a completely different look. And, And when you find your worthiness, you will be attracted or you will attract those who are completely different than your old type. Okay. Because now they are not there to prove worthiness to you. And so they, how they look and what they do and, and the entire picture of that person can't make you feel worthy. They may not be physically attractive. They may not be culturally prestigious. They may not have all the aspects of that person that would make you feel worthy. Okay. So it could be someone without a job, could be someone with their own kids, could be someone who's interested in different things than your typical person would be interested in. Because that that form of needing the worthiness no longer applies. And so they're a completely different type, you see. Okay. And it, you will not notice them right off. You will have to interact with them for a while before you realize it'll be a 
slow burn rather than a quick fall in love. Okay. <laughs> but if you continue to derive your worthiness through outside conditions, no matter if it's a man, a job, relationships with friends, it'll always end up with the same overall manifestation of it. They'll be different in different areas because you feel a different level of worthiness in your career than you do in your love life. You feel a different level of worthiness with your friends than you do with your career. You have a different level of worthiness with your friends and your love life. But there's all based on the same feelings of unworthiness. And so your friendships will never evolve until you evolve your worthiness. Your relationships will never evolve, evolve until you evolve that worthiness. And even your career, where you feel most worthy, will still not get past the point where it is until you understand your true worthiness. Can you see that in your career you feel more worthy than in relationships? Absolutely. And this is due to your perspective that you are capable in these areas and that you're looking at the lens of your worthiness differently in career than in relationship. Yet still, there is an issue of worthiness there as well. And yeah. so you're still looking for feedback from your career to prove your worthiness. And you, and you will always do this, but it's a matter of degrees. And if you can understand how truly worthy you are, and if you can work on the feeling of self-satisfaction, if you can see yourself from a higher perspective as source, if you can understand that this is just a journey of self-exploration, self-discovery, that you came in as pure positive love, you existed as pure positive love the entire time, and yet you were told at different points in your life that you were not good enough. And you may not have been specifically told that, but you adopted beliefs. And you said that if I was worthy, that would not have happened. If I was worthy, that would not have happened. If that was worthy, this would have been different than it was. It is, and your experience of physical reality is an experience or an exploration of worthiness. If you see yourself slightly more worthy, you'll attract a slightly better experience from your perspective. And as you realize that that anyone else's actions has nothing to do with you and simply a reflection of how you're feeling. You could not have attracted someone who would not leave. You could not have attracted someone who felt completely worthy. It wouldn't be possible because they have to reflect how you feel. So the only thing you can do is work on that feeling of worthiness. Realize that you are worthy that you can't do anything wrong, and that no one can prove anything about you to you other than you. That it can never, ever, ever come from the outside. Yet you're attached to this belief that people, conditions, and even yourself must achieve certain things in order to feel worthy. Okay. You see? And so if you go to a race and you get a medal, it is your proof of your worthiness in that race. If you start dating and you find someone who is attractive, who is substantial, who has a bit of prestige, then that is your trophy. Do you see that? Did you freeze? Hello? Yes. Did you miss what we said? We'll start yeah. when you go on a race and you do well, you receive a trophy. And that trophy is proof of your worthiness in that race. Okay. But when you start dating and you find someone who is attractive, who is substantial, who is, has some status, that person becomes your trophy, proving your worthiness in that area. Huh. I don't your, want that. In your career... If you go out and you effort and struggle and you get sales and you win an award for sales or a bonus, this is your trophy for being worthy in that profession. I am. You are seeking the trophies rather than perceiving how worthy you are inside. 
without not them. needing the trophies, not needing the attachment, not needing the proof of anything. Yeah, yeah. So how do I start to realize this worth of myself? Cultivate like, the feeling of worthiness inside. Okay. How, how would you I, cultivate the feeling of worthiness? I have no idea. Would you make a list of things you appreciate about yourself? That might help. What is one thing you appreciate about yourself? Uh, I don't know. My dogs. What do you appreciate about you in relationship with your dogs? Oh, oh, oh. Um, that I am a very, very loving mommy to my dogs. Excellent. So you are full of love mm -hmm. and you're able to easily express love. Mm -hmm. And the proof that you're able to easily express love is the love that you express to your dogs. Mm -hmm. And as you express the love to your dogs, what do you receive? Love in return. Now, do you need that love to be different than it is? Not at all. You can accept their love to you exactly how they choose to do it. You don't demand that they love you, demand that they do this, demand that they do that. You accept them fully as they are. This is, your, this is the reason they exist in your life. Totally. What else do you appreciate about yourself? About myself? Uh, um, I'm independent. You're independent. How, and how is that a positive aspect? You need to stop. You need to stop. You're driving me nuts right now. <laughs> Sorry. She will not leave me alone. <laughs> um, what was that question? Something about I appreciate about myself? You said, I am independent. Oh, I'm independent. And we um, asked, how, how is that a positive aspect? What is the benefit of being independent? I don't bother anybody. Could you possibly bother anyone? I feel like I bother my parents as a responsibility. Yes, I feel like I bother them. So, so if they see something in you and it causes them fear, bother, is it you creating that for them or them choosing a limited perspective and having a manifestation of it? I'm choosing a limited perspective and having you can't make anyone feel anything. True. You can simply exist and they can either have fear or not have fear. And if they have fear, they might ask you to be different than you are because they perceive that you are creating that uncomfortable feeling of negative emotion that they're receiving sure. the fear. And so they ask you to be different so that you don't cause them fear. Sure. Yet you are not the cause of their fear. It's their limiting beliefs that are a cause of their fear. Right. The limiting right. beliefs anyone has is the cause of their negative emotion because the limiting belief is triggered by something you do or something happens in the conditions or someone else. They, they choose a limited perspective. They see it as wrong or scary or bad or whatever. And their inner self sends them the guidance in the form of negative emotion. Sure. They perceive it's you and not their inner self. They perceive it's you and not their limiting beliefs. Yet it is not you. You cannot bother anyone. And other people will want, you'll want to push the envelope because as you bump up against other people's fears, you are testing your own worthiness. Will they still love me if I do this? Will they still love me even though I'm behaving like this? Sure. This is proof they don't love me because I bother them. If they love me, if I was worthy of their love, which is what worthiness is, worthy of love, if I was worthy of their love, they could not be bothered by me. But because they're bothered by me, it's proof that I am not worthy of their love. If they love me, it would be unconditional. And no matter how I behaved, they would love me anyway. But because they don't, it's proof from the perspective of Kimmy that they do not unconditionally love you. And this is what you are seeking outside of yourself. This is even the framing of your positive aspects 
of the things you can appreciate by yourself is framed in a way that is resistant and based on limiting beliefs. So what is the most positive aspect of you? That I'm loving. What's the most positive aspect of anyone? That they're loving. That they are love and they express their love. So how do you express your love to your dogs? I take care of them. I feed them. Um, do you beat them often? No. You accept them. I do accept them. Oh, I give them lots of kisses. I accept them. I love them. And I forgive them. I forgive them. And you feel love towards them. You're not asking them to love you. And then you love them. The no. expression of love comes from inside towards them. You feel love to them. They cannot do any wrong. They are perfect as they are. They don't need to be different. They don't have to look different. They don't have to speak. They don't have to have their own job. They don't have to do anything other than be who they are. And you can accept them. So if you can accept them, then you can accept everyone else. Now, they happen to live in a state of love, yet others live in a state of fear. And so as your dog's just existing in a state of love, they're not asking you to be different than you are, and they're not changing the conditions. Yet everyone else is going to perceive something that will trigger their limiting beliefs. And so they will act based on this perception that something is wrong. And they will, they will dive down into the stream of consciousness based in fear. They will pull up an urge to change the condition. And they will perceive something as the cause of their negative emotion outside of them. And they will want to change that. When this happens, what do you do? What is the highest thing you can do? I have no idea. When someone acts out of fear, are uh, you going to express your love differently than when they act out of love? I don't think there's that many people in my life that I show love for because I don't like most of my family. And why so, don't you like most of your family? Because why? Because I don't really like them. If like you were source, would you like them? Probably. So this idea that you don't like them is based on your disassociation from yourself as source. You are okay. not seeing yourself as source. The true, authentic Kimmy would love and accept everyone. Doesn't mean you'd hug them and kiss them and be around them 24 hours a day. It means you would accept them as they are. Okay. Doesn't mean you would prefer their company all the time. But it means you would accept them as you are. And you would say, I love and accept these people. Okay. And so the indication that you are not being your authentic self is that you are still wallowing in fear and unworthiness around other people. And you're saying, if they treated me differently, then I could love them. Instead sure. of saying, I love them regardless of how they treat me, because it makes no difference. It has nothing to do with me. It's all their limiting beliefs, and I have no control or power over their limiting beliefs. They are experiencing reality in their way. I know more than they do. I realize that they are not willing to process their limiting beliefs, yet I am willing to process my limiting beliefs. And I'm willing to prove that my limiting belief about them is false. Okay. And you can say, from this perspective where you are now, I don't like them. But at some point, they were a manifestation event showing you how unworthy you felt about yourself. Okay. And so you say, I don't like that negative emotion of unworthiness. And so I will not associate with those people. I will say I don't like them. Yeah, it is I, all I, a method of control, controlling the negative emotion around unworthiness. If you felt I, worthy, guess what would happen? I would accept them. And what, and what would their behavior be like? They would be like the most lovable people you've ever met in your life. Okay. Because they couldn't show you your feelings of unworthiness back to you. 
They're simply a reflection of how you're feeling. So I am a loving person. I am a being based in love. I am absolutely the creator of my reality. I can create any reality I choose. I appreciate the fact that I've created this magnificent life with this new house and these wonderful animals and this, this career and this ability to interact with people and these friends that I have. I have created all of that. Okay. And the only way I've, I could have created that is because I am worthy of all these things. In fact, I am worthy of everything I desire. I am born worthy. I exist as worthy. I'm perfect as I am. I am worthy of love. I am not here to get love from others to prove that worthiness. I am here to express my love despite what others are showing me. What they show me is based on their limiting beliefs and has nothing to do with me. They do not know me. No one knows who you are. How okay. your dogs look at you, that perception of you is absolutely completely different than how your parents look at you. Can you agree with that? Yes. The dogs see this brilliant, perfect human, this source being that they love. You cause no fear in them. No. And your parents see something based on their limiting beliefs that has nothing to do with you. And they say, right. if she was different than she is, we could feel better. Therefore, we must control how she is. Therefore, we will offer her our love when she is doing what we ask. And we will withhold our love when we perceive that she is doing something that could cause us to feel fear. Right. This is true of all humans, all of them. Wow. You don't need to worry about how they are because you know for sure that they're not seeing you the same way your dogs are seeing you. True. And if they're not seeing you the same way that your dogs are seeing you, it's because they have different limiting beliefs than your dogs do. Okay. You're not in control of their limiting beliefs. You, you can just be the authentic version of you existing in love not needing appreciation, validation, or to be shown that you're worthy from anyone else. You can accept all of this, and you do that, you cultivate that acceptance by accepting them. By saying, I love and accept you to yourself in your head, to anyone you're with. Okay. I love and accept you, which means I accept you when you're being warm and tender and sweet and honest. And I accept you when you disappear. You have to be able to accept the disappearance, to accept the urges and actions based in fear, just as you accept the actions based in love. Mm -hmm. You accept it all. And you say, the universe is always lining me up with everything I need. This person cannot disappear unless I need that. Unless that's for my highest good, they can't disappear. Right. And so now you're no longer attached to any outcome. You say, if they stay today, great. If they stay tomorrow, fine. If they leave on Thursday, awesome. Because right. if they leave on Thursday, then I know for sure in this expression of love that I am, that I will attract e someone who even more vibrates with this love that I am. They may not look the same as they did in the past, they may not talk the same as I'm used to. They may have a different bank account, a different vocabulary, a different intelligence level. They may look different, but they will be based in joy. They will be fun. They will be interesting. And they will express their love to you. If they do, fine. If they don't, fine. It doesn't matter. You don't need proof that they love you. Because if you were to meet this person today, you would need so much proof that that person loves you, you would drive them crazy. Because they want to exist in a state of love, they do not want to prove love to you. Those who feel unworthy will be proving love to you. They'll be opening the door, they'll be buying dinner, they'll be sending you gifts, they'll be sending you, returning your texts. Those who don't want to prove love to you will be living their authentic life without any excuses. And so if they forget to open the door, if they forget to pay for dinner, if they forget to buy you a gift, if they forget to return a text, it's perfect. 
They, you do not need them to do any of these things to prove that they love you. If you keep asking someone to prove that they love you, you can only find people who feel as unworthy as you, who say, when I do these things, she will love me. You see how that works? You see the perfect match. <clears throat> if you are seeking worthiness from someone outside of you, they are seeking the same worthiness as well. Okay. You are going to become a perfect match to unworthy people. And it will be reflected back to you and reflected back to you until you get the message that this is not preferable. Okay. It's not bad or wrong. It's still expansive. You can live the rest of your life this way. Or you can drop down into deeper fear of this and avoid all contact. Or you can simply say, I need nothing from the outside person to prove I'm worthy. And so the new person will not show you your worthiness, which will activate your limiting beliefs around worthiness. Okay. They will not express their love to you the way you think they should. It'll be totally, totally different. Okay. In the past, you expected people to do certain things to prove their love. You expect your parents to do certain things to prove their love. Okay. You behave in a way to push them, push them, push them, so that they have to prove their love or they have to escape. One of the two things happens. And they'll prove their love, prove their love, prove their love, prove their love, and then they will say, I still can't make her happy. This is very common. Most people are choosing to receive their idea of their own worthiness through the outside conditions. Those people who are not in need of being shown their worthiness through outside conditions feel more worthy. And so they accept everything as proof of their worthiness. If you call them back, it's proof that you're worthy. If you don't call them back, it doesn't matter to them because they do not need that as validation. Okay. You see? So the whole idea is that until you understand your own worthiness, you can't perceive others showing you worthiness. Okay. You will only perceive that they're not showing you worthiness. Okay. So how are you going to go forth now? I have no idea. So if you were to write a list of all of your, of everything, if you, if you were to write a list of everything you appreciate about yourself, how many items would be on this list? 77. 77. If you could write a list of 70, 70, 77 true things that prove your worthiness to yourself, not outside conditions, but aspects of who you are fundamentally. You are a magnificent, there's one, limitless, there's two, being, there's three, of pure positive love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. You are perfect as you are. You are an explorer. You are highly advanced. You came to this information and to these teachings before anyone else has. You were one of the very, very first to become a vibrational match to this information and to Gary. Mm -hmm. You were there right at the beginning. You have potential within you. You are wonderful with people. You have many people who love you. You aren't able to see the love because you are still perceiving it in a way that is through the lens of your unworthiness. But there are many, many, many humans that love you and countless millions in the non-physical who love you. When you return to the non-physical, you'll say, it was there all along. It was just this illusion of imperfection. And this was the path that my life was leading me on. This was the exploration of who I truly am. And it was very real at the time. But now I can't even see how I believed it was real because I was always worthy. I was always perfect. I was always good as I was. I never needed to do anything. You write a list of 77 things that you appreciate by, about yourself. And then you read that list every single day. And you add to that list every day. 
and then you be that list with everyone else, looking for signs of when you think you need someone's attention or when you think you need someone's approval or when you feel negative emotion because you think someone's wrong or should be different than they are. You live in this state of absolute trust that the universe will bring you everything you need. You live in a state of absolute sovereignty where you, the, where you are the creator of your reality, that you do not have to protect yourself from anything outside of yourself. That is all a game of thinking within. Thinking within. How are you thinking about yourself? How are you thinking about others? It, are those thoughts based in pure love that you are or are they based in fear? Why are they based in fear? Because there's a limiting belief. Let's process the limiting belief. Let's prove it's false. Let's prove the limiting belief of unworthiness is false by reading the list of 77 positive attributes. Do you see this is a, this is a intentional game that you're playing to raise your perspective of yourself, to not need anything outside of you to make you feel anything, to realize it's only that connection with your inner self's perspective when you meet that perspective on equal terms, you will feel good. You cannot not feel good. It will not be possible. When you perceive anything from a limited perspective, you will feel negative emotion. It's guidance. It's on all the time. There's no breaks. This is how you have to move with life. No longer in the illusion that one day you'll meet your Prince Charming and that will prove your worthiness. No longer striving to be different than you are to get people to like, love, and respect you. No longer needing to push the barriers of what they'll tolerate so that you can say, there's proof that they don't love me. You say, thinking solely about how much you accept them, how much you love them, how much you are a being of love, how much you want to be with them. Not in control, but in acceptance. Realizing you're gonna feel negative emotion all the time. Doing these things that feel uncomfortable to you, you'll feel negative emotion and fear all the time. You will say, I don't wanna to go to that event. I don't wanna do this thing. I just wanna stay alone. I just wanna be with my dogs. I just wanna be in my comfort zone because this is where I feel worthy. I don't feel worthy out there. And we say, this is not an exploration about feeling comfortable. This is a exploration of self-discovery going from where you are now with the illusion of unworthiness to who you truly are with the complete knowing of worthiness. Okay. <laughs> so what else have you? Well, imagine if you understand that completely, what else is there? That's pretty heavy. <laughs> I think that's pretty heavy. Um, that's, it's almost like, um, not relying on anything externally ever to confirm or deny your own acceptance, worth, love, anything. It's not. What is the first key to engaging the law of attraction? Um, that which you are, you attract? The absolute acceptance of yourself, of everyone else, and of the conditions. The second key is the absolute acceptance of the past, the present, and the future. And when we say absolute acceptance, it's the perspective that you are perfect as you are, that everyone else is perfect as they are, and the conditions are always perfect as they are, that the past was always perfect in every moment. The present is perfect now, as you can feel, as you can see. This moment is perfect. And if the past perfect, and if the present's perfect, then the future must be perfect as well. Sure. Absolute acceptance of yourself, of everyone else, and the conditions, of the past, of the present, of the future. It's the absolute acceptance of what is. In acceptance, you live in a state of love. Love is based on acceptance. Everything is right. Everything is perfect. This is how you must perceive your reality in order to understand your worthiness fully. 
And from that place of pure, positive love and acceptance, without needing to change a thing, especially yourself, especially anyone else, without needing to change anything, you exist in a state of love. And what comes to you must match that state. Yet you must realize you are on a very powerful journey of self-discovery and that you will be pushed along that journey, kicking and screaming or going with the flow. It's your choice. And when you, for an instance, think something's wrong outside of yourself, you'll be given a beautiful manifestation event smack dab up the side of the head so that you can be aware of it. And you will feel intense negative emotion because you are a sensitive being. This is the design and this is what you truly want. You truly want to know how you are vibrating by the reality that is outside of you. This is simply a reflection. You want the person to run away because it's a perfect reflection of the vibration you're offering, the vibration of unworthiness, proof that I'm unworthy. This is proof. If I was worthy, he would fall madly in love with me. Since I'm not worthy, he runs away. Hmm. Okay. So are you worthy? Yes, I am worthy. What name, if you were to write a list of your flaws, how many items would you write down? Is there a phone number somewhere? Is there a phone? Is there a phone beeping somewhere? If you were to write a list of your flaws, how yeah. many would you write on this list? Um, list of my flaws. Mm, I don't know. 20. The only answer is zero. <laughs> you have no flaws. Every aspect of you is perfect. Okay. You are perfect as you are now. You might perceive some aspects of yourself that you say are not perfect. This is an illusion. Okay. Everything about you is perfect. There is nothing about you that's imperfect at all. Okay. There is no need for you to be different than you are in any way. Okay. So you have 77 positive attributes, which could potentially improve or expand to, let's say, 6 million, and you have okay. 20 perceived flaws, which in reality are zero. The flaws are illusions of flaw. In fact, if you were to identify those flaws, they would turn out to be your superpowers, your positive aspects, your attributes, your talents. Okay. In the denying of any aspect of yourself, you are claiming your unworthiness. You want proof of your worthiness internally by seeing that you have no flaws and that you exist in a state of pure perfection, as you are now. You will expand to new levels of perfection, but you will never be more perfect than you are now. When you get over the illusion of imperfection, you will be no more perfect than you are now. You are perfect as you are with some limiting beliefs, and you'll be perfect as you are with different limiting beliefs or different intensity of learning beliefs. You can't be imperfect anywhere along the way. You have everything you need to explore everything you want to explore. You could alter your perception of yourself this evening and be ready to interact with those who see a new level of worthiness tomorrow. Okay. And then tomorrow the universe will test how strong you see your worthiness because you will feel you will say or do or hear something feel negative emotion and that will point to a limiting belief and you will know is this more intense than when the guy left when the guy disappeared that negative emotion or is it less intense than that and if it's less intense than that that you know that your worthiness in this area is higher because the negative emotion is not as intense. Gotcha. And you can always judge how you're doing by the strength of your negative or positive emotion. Okay. So, so how many 
negative aspects or fl perceived flaws are on your list of flaws? Zero. There's not one? Nope. <laughs> and how many positive aspects are in your list of, of beneficial things that you appreciate about yourself? Over hundreds. Limitless. Excellent. So can you do, can you tonight sit down and write 77 positive aspects of yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do the work that will help you reduce the intensity of your limiting beliefs? Or do you want to keep waiting and waiting and waiting for something outside of you to prove that you're worthy? I think sometimes, Joshua, or even through the Joshua Abundance Bootcamp and manifestation events, I feel like I have experienced manifestation events that were meant to help me catapult forward, but I feel like I had so much fear that I did not even know how to identify that which was the manifestation event. Yes. I felt like I was stuck. And, I and is there anything that. wrong with that? Probably not. And would you prefer that you got it right away? I wish that I would get it all the time so I could move forward out of this space in my life and start and experiencing do you, Can you understand that that whole idea is based in control? You still think that you, if you were in a different place, that you would feel better. Mm -hmm. We're asking you to say that where you are right now is perfect. Just start by looking at that perfection and don't care where everything else leads. Okay. Don't worry. Don't have any attachment to anything. If you try and use the law of attraction to control your life, then you're bypassing how the system works. It works in opposite to that. You have to have no control and the absolute acceptance of what is, and then allow the universe to bring you manifestations and conditions that reflect your new set of beliefs about yourself. Okay. Spend all your time in appreciation and never doing or efforting or struggling to make anything outside of you prove anything to you. Okay. Start slowly. There is no rush. So, Joshua, I think what I'm learning is that I do try to control a lot of things. You are an achiever. Mm -hmm. But I think that in that control, it's just fear. It's, it's, is that right? All control is based in fear. Oh. Without the fear, you would need not control anything. Right. Right. You fear this and that and this and that. And so you have to make yourself do this and that and this and that. And then you have an attachment. Well, if I do this, then I'm going to get that. And then even when you get it, it doesn't feel that good because you're trying to achieve it and control it on your own. If you would live in a state of ease and bliss and pure love and acceptance for yourself, then you would be guided to these amazing experiences that, that need no planning, no goal setting, no organizing whatsoever. Just pure synchronicity and kismet. Mm -hmm. Random events that would bring you more joy than anything you've ever struggled or efforted to achieve. Okay. No need to plan. No need to do anything. Realize that in alignment, you're always receiving inspiration and you can act on that inspiration. Not the inspiration to do something to change conditions. That's an urge. The inspiration to have fun. Enjoy this. Try this idea. Go in this direction. The inspiration that led you to your house. <laughs> That's crazy. The inspiration that led you on a Law of Attraction cruise years ago. Good old Pam Grout. The inspiration that led you to every wonderful experience you've ever had. 
Right. Not planning, not goal setting, not achieving, not having to prove something, not hoping to get something out of it just for the sheer pleasure of it. Sure. Existing in a state of love, the inspiration that allows your dogs to come into your life. Yeah. That is a different way of living. That is a different approach to life. It is. It is an approach that you are not familiar with that goes against everything you were taught and believe. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. existing in the moment for the sheer joy of it. You meditate not to get something out of meditation. You meditate for the pleasure of meditation. Okay. Not to control your thoughts, not to control your alignment, not to control any of it. You see how you might meditate to try and control something I instead of meditating just for the pleasure of it? I can see how that's possible for sure. Excellent. What's... Besides your dogs, what's your greatest joy in life? Oh, God. Um, my greatest joy. Um, what do you enjoy? What are you interested in? What are you curious about? What activities do you like? Lately, nothing. I can care less about anything lately. Um, what did give you great joy? Having puppies. Except for puppies, what gives you great joy? What gave you great joy before? Driving my car. Driving your car. The ease and pleasure of driving your car. Well, driving Not, fast. Excellent. Driving fast. Good. Excellent. So where are you now? Where is your understanding right now? Um... But I just have to let go. Deeper than that, let go of what? Everything I thought that life was supposed to be. A good start. And when you're letting go of what you thought life was supposed to be, you're letting go of some limiting beliefs and you're letting go of attachments to outcomes. If you believe life was supposed to look like this, then you're attached to that unempowered use of your imagination. What is life supposed to look like? I have no idea. What would be the most empowered, beneficial way for life to look? I don't know. If you were source and you existed in the non-physical as source, how would you exist as source? Mm, happily? Happily in where? In the moment. Oh yeah, in the moment. And so in the moment, source is looking around and saying how wonderful everything is. When you are looking around saying how wonderful everything is, what do you feel? Um, joy, ease. Exactly. And when you are looking around saying how horrible everything is, what do you feel? Fear. Anger. Do you see the difference in your state of being compared to source? And do you see that guidance that's coming from source? When you are being as source in physical reality, you are existing in a state of joy. Joy, feeling good, having fun, curiosity, ease, interest, inspiration. When you're seeing things as good, when you're appreciating what is, when you're accepting what is, when you are expressing your love and acceptance, you are existing in a state of love and you are feeling joy. You are existing as source would exist. Okay. So how would you exist? What would be the best way to exist in physical reality? Enjoy. And how would you exist in joy? Appreciating and accepting what is. And loving what is. Loving everything. Loving the fact that the shelf isn't up yet. Loving the fact that the letters are not on the wall yet. 
loving the fact that you have no furniture yet, loving the fact that everything's perfect as it is right now, loving the fact that you're on this call with non-physical, loving the fact that later on you'll play with the dogs, loving the fact that you have everything you need to do whatever you need to do to feel joy in every moment. And the only reason you would not feel joy in any moment is what? For there to be more levels of fear than joy. For you to be succumbing to a limited perspective, choosing to perceive that anything is wrong. So source exists in the non-physical, choosing to perceive that everything is right, absolutely knowing that everything is right, having the full information, having all of the information, and understanding completely that everything is good and right, and there is no bad or wrong. You exist in a state where sometimes you perceive that things are good, and sometimes you perceive that things are wrong. Yet you haven't done this intentionally. You have done it as a reaction. And you say, in order to make sure that I don't feel this negative emotion, I need to control my conditions to such an extent that I create a reality completely based in fear. Instead of seeing through the illusion of anything wrong and realizing everything as it exists right now is perfect. Linger in that state for five minutes and you'll raise your vibration so incredibly high that you'll begin to attract new ideas and wonderful thoughts. Live in that vibration for an hour and you'll raise your vibration so incredibly high that you won't believe the synchronicities lining up for you. Live in that vibration for a week and see what happens. Demand to feel good. Demand to pay specific attention to how wonderful everything is. Demand to see the good in everything you think is wrong. Don't react to what's happening outside of you because that is simply a reflection of your vibration. You can alter that vibration by returning your focus of attention to all that which you love and removing any attention from this illusion of imperfection. Everything is right. Everything is perfect. You have all you need to live any life you desire. What life do you desire to live? Uh, a life of joy. A life of joy in this moment, perceiving everything is good. Yes. Not perceiving everything is good in order to control your future, in order to get what you think you want, but for the sheer pleasure of it, of seeing everything as good. Sure. Spend a little more time seeing everything as good. Spend a little more time practicing your appreciation for yourself Cultivate that feeling of worthiness through this appreciation of self. Cultivate that worthiness through your alignment with your inner self. Spend a little more time meditating. Spend a little more time with the puppies. And maybe, just maybe, do not have an urge to go out and find somebody who can prove that you're worthy. Instead, allow that person to come when you're ready for it vibrationally. And not because you feel inadequate or lonely or depressed because there isn't someone there always making you feel worthy. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. You will understand this to a greater degree when you listen to this over and over again. We suggest that you listen to it right away and then listen to it again tomorrow and then listen to it again the next day. And you will, un you will hear things that you are not hearing yet but they will become clearer and clearer and clearer to you. And we hope that you will write your list of 77 positive attributes tonight. And we hope that we can get a copy of that. Okay. Excellent. That's fine. We have enjoyed this interaction. You are an amazing, perfect, perfect person of pure positive love and acceptance. You are brilliant. You are magnificent. You are limitless. You can have me and do anything you want. You don't understand your power fully, but you must be aware that you came to these teachings before anyone else, that you are on your way to a path of self-discovery, that you're going to gain tremendously through this interaction and through this coming through this resistance of needing someone else. And this manifestation event that inspired you to contact us was 
was orchestrated by the universe because the universe loves you. The universe accepts you as you are. And the universe is overjoyed at the progress that you're making. Awesome. We love you completely and absolutely. And we cannot wait to see you again. With that, we are complete. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, Gary, this is for you. I'm going to say this so super fast that this is not a long video. I am awesome. I'm very genuine. I'm loving. I'm fun. I'm funny. I'm sexy as fuck. I'm smart. I'm very generous with my time. I'm intelligent. I'm trusting. I'm athletic. I'm cool as fuck. I'm an out-of-the-box thinker. I'm open-minded. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm love. I'm assigned. I'm aligned as fuck. I'm quick-witted. I'm a dog lover. I'm love. I'm adventurous. I'm a value. I'm a, I am worthy. I am capable of many things. I'm an amazing friend. I am a family member of many families. I'm appreciative, I'm willing, I'm strong, I'm amazing, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, I'm musically inclined. I have an amazing memory, I'm an animal lover, I value friendships and relationships. I'm friendly, I'm gregarious, I'm unique, I'm special, I'm open, I'm socially accepted, I'm altruistic. I'm amusing, I am a benefit, I am stern when I need to be. I have boundaries, I'm love, I'm giving, I'm phenomenal, I'm outstanding, I'm of worth, I'm a sister, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm love, I'm bright, I'm at peace. I am a virgin of things, I'm tender, I'm heavenly, I'm kind, I'm creative, I am art, I am calm, I am above, I am fine, I'm peaceful, I am Christmas, I am silent, I am God, I am light, I'm brave, I'm redeeming, I am fine, I'm a find, I'm holy, and I am 77 of those things. I am finite. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.